Hey, Seattle hockey fans, I hope you are ready. It is a game day. It's a Tuesday. It's a game day. The Seattle Kraken will begin a four-game road series with the St. Louis Blues. Time to dust off the Road Warriors jackets. We're going to talk about that. Ron Francis did give an update on the state of the franchise, and maybe it's got me a little bit calmer than yesterday. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. My name is Erica L. Ayala. Thanks for those who have been with us since the beginning. And if this is your first time listening or watching, again, I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, have been since the beginning of the podcast. I am a multimedia sports journalist and have really carved out a niche in hockey. I've written for NHL.com, Sports Illustrated, the New York Times, and I am an analyst for the Premier Hockey Federation, the longest tenured analyst and broadcaster in that hockey league. Okay, let's get into it. It's game day. Trade deadline is coming up later this week. Ron Francis gave an exclusive interview to Seattle Kraken, Bob Condor, and John Forsland from Root Sports. So we do have an update there. But again, it's a game day. And all that other stuff doesn't matter as much as tonight's game against St. Louis. So the amazing Lindsey Brown, as always, sends us the game notes. Here's a little bit of a recap for you. We're taking on the St. Louis Blues. You can see they have 57 points on the season. I'm particularly interested in their road record. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you, as always. Make sure you like, like, comment, and subscribe. But you can see that their home record is roughly 500. 13 wins, 13 losses is what I'm really looking at. Then you see the Seattle Kraken away record, 17, 9, and 3. And we want to make that 18 come later tonight look at the last 10 games both of us been struggling three six and one for the seattle kraken you've got three five and two for the st louis blues look at the special teams or as dave haxtell might say specialty teams we know this is a challenge for the seattle kraken we're not seeing it be much better for the st louis blues you can see eberly is now our leading uh, points he's our points leader a scoring leader and you've got kiyuru for the Blues. I have no idea if I pronounced that right. I'll get it right next time. Anyway, um, I do want to talk a little bit about this St. Louis Blues team. This would be our third meeting. The last meeting was in December. Uh, we went to overtime with the St. Louis Blues. This is an opportunity for the Seattle Kraken to collect points. And we are watching the standings. 
because again, we are no longer in the top three in the Pacific Division. Well, yesterday we were no longer in the top three of the Pacific Division, and we can't guarantee that we're going to stay there because we haven't won any games. Now, other things have happened, and again, as of yesterday, I should say, we were uh, no longer in the top three in the Pacific Division. We'll get into standings a little bit later, but here are some things uh, that I think are important when we take a look at, again, some of the game notes that the fantastic Lindsay sent over. Now, um, a few players to watch. I like this stat for Oliver Bjorkstrand. We have that he has 10 points in 10 games uh, against the St. Louis Blues. So I'm looking for Bjorkstrand to get activated. Why he likes this opponent, we never know. The stats, trends, who knows? But I like this because Oliver Bjorkstrand is a player who we expected to perform maybe a little bit differently than he's performing now. I would definitely like to see him get a few more goals. And players like Bjorkstrand have to start stepping up so that other players, um, you know, who are going to be targets like Matty Beneers, he had a little bit of a slump. Obviously, Burakovsky's not in the lineup. Uh, you know, we haven't really seen Yanni Gord or Tanev get activated. Uh, and I kind of talked about Tanev yesterday and his time on ice, but then also him kind of playing that fourth line role. I think, I, anyway, we can get into Tanev another time. Let's focus on Bjorkstrand. Um, and Bjorki scored his 100th NHL point against St. Louis in 20, back in 2019. So a little bit of history here. I'd love to see him get going. A few other players that are on streaks. We've got McCann enters the game leading all goal scorers with 26. He just needs one more goal and he matches his tally in 74 games from last year. He has a point in the last, uh, in seven of the last eight games that he has played in, including three goals, and that includes three goals, four assists. Uh, Everly, as we mentioned, is our top points leader right now. He's got nine points, three goals, six assists in his last seven games played. And that is because he's connecting once again with the rookie phenom, Matty Beneers, who has six points in his last five games, two goals, four assists. I love seeing Matty Beneers get that facilitator role down pat. He was off the score sheet for a few games there, but he's uh, getting back at it. Um, so Will Borgen has a three-game point streak entering tonight's game. And Donato, you know, if they put Donato on the, on the sheet, I'm going to talk about him. Eight points in his last eight games against the Blues and has scored in each of the Kraken's last two games against St. Louis. So let's go, Donny boy. Let's go, Bjorkstrand. You seem to like the Blues. We need you tonight. And everybody else, let's hope that you are able to ride that wave as well. So, so coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to talk about a few other things from this game. We're going to head over to NHL dot com backslash Kraken and Bob Condor. Uh, I think it was Bob. Pretty sure it's Bob. Gives us the game essentials. And then we're going to use that to transition into kind of a state of the franchise as we are at the trade deadline, almost at the trade deadline. I should say that happens on Friday. So that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, I want to let you know that this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, I've talked to you about Built Bar before. You know me. I don't like being hangry, and somehow I, I almost always am. But when I'm not, that's because I have 
Built Bars on hand. It's a delicious treat. It'll keep your sugar intake manageable while also giving you a lot of protein. Best thing that I love is that it's covered in 100% chocolate. So whether it's you have uh, throughout the holidays, maybe you ate too much sugar, that's not just a holiday problem for me, or maybe at the new year, you made yourself a resolution, or maybe just like me, you want to make sure you keep your energy high on a day-to-day basis, this is the protein bar for you. We don't know how they do it, but we keep talking about it. They have delicious protein bars with only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Then you get flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, brownie batter, amazing. And we used to send you over to Built.com, where, of course, you can still order your favorite Built bars, but now we can also send you out into the wild. See, that I'm in the jungle right now, still get my Built bars. <laughs> you can go to your nearest Walmart. You can get a four-bar box, which would include the cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff, but you can also get a 13-bar box at Sam's Club. That's where you get the brownie batter and the churro. So, Make sure you pick up the most delicious and amazing protein bar. That's Built Bar, friend of the network. You won't regret it. And as I always like to say, happy snacking. All right, fans, thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Now, you know Locked on Kraken is part of the Locked on Podcast Network and is also a part of the Locked on NHL channel. And Friday is a big day for the NHL channel. Uh, we know that the trade deadline is looming. Some teams have been pretty active. Others, are they waiting for the 11th hour? We're going to talk about it at our clipping station. We did this last year as well. I am going to be waiting on some of the news to see what the Kraken are doing. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. But make sure you tune in. We're going to be going from about 2 to 4 uh, Eastern time. And you can find all of the news as it comes in right on Locked On NHL. Okay, let's talk a little bit more, just a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit more about the game tonight because it is a game day, and I know there's a lot of other storylines happening right now. Chris Drieger helped the, the Coachella Valley Firebirds to an OT win. Love that for him. Shane Wright just came back from uh, an injury that had him out for a handful of weeks. So we had a lot to talk about, but again, it's not that that stuff doesn't matter, but it's hard to put everything into context if we don't find a way back into the win column. And so these are the three game essentials from the Seattle Kraken website. Let's get into it. And uh, I love that the team does this. Um, Okay, again, oh, it's Allison. Pardon me. Apologies. It was from Allison. I think the other story that we're going to talk about coming up is from Bob. Here is what Allison has for you. First of all, games at 5 p.m. PT, and that's where you can watch on Reports, and you can listen to Everett and Dave on the radio. Anyone? Anyone? Donna Summer? Great artist. Anyway, this will be a very different Blues team compared to the one the Kraken saw two in two earlier matchups. And that's because trade deadline. So you see some of the names that Allison points out that are no longer with the Blues, uh, but she says, don't take this as an indicator that the game is a gimme for Seattle. Some people call this a trap game. All right. I mean, 
trap game. We just need to win. We just need to win, period. I don't care what the record is because, hello, if the record mattered, we wouldn't be losing to San Jose. Anyway, you see the top points earners here. Uh, the Blues are a team that is good at attacking off of the rush as well. So transition hockey, baby. Keep an eye out for it. Defend from the inside out. Now, what are we talking about here? This is something, again, that Dave Haxel has been talking about, whether it's on face-offs, whether it's on board battles, whether it's on off of face-offs or board battles, not pushing to the outside and instead of getting beat on the inside. Box out. That's a box out issue. Oh, I know we're not talking basketball, but basketball on the whole has a box out issue, but also hockey and the Seattle Kraken have a little bit of a box out issue. And that happens when you're not going body to body. You can't miss a box out if you go body to body. Now you might get beat on the box out, but you don't miss an assignment completely if you go body to body. Anyway, I'm a bit of a technical guru uh, or I'm a, I'm a bit uh, particular about that type of defense. I'm sure you've picked that up before if you've listened to any podcast that I do about sports because I don't understand. Anyway, that's, we'll save that for another time. Some of those scrums we were reaching instead of getting under and being physical on the puck. Body to body, body to body, stick to stick. You put yourself in a really good position for retrievals, for possession when you do that. Instead of playing the reaching game, that's how you get yourself penalties, that's how you get beat. That's how you leave your goaltender exposed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Obviously, I'm very passionate about this. Dave Haxtell seems to agree. Okay, so what's up with number three? Oops. Uphold the new standard. Now, this is interesting. I liked this. After the playoff-esque, I like that. 6-5 loss, and we talked about that yesterday. I really thought both games were playoff-type games. Game one, game two, two very different games, but that's what you get in a series. Anyway, Yanni Gord praised the compete level backed by good goaltending, and he said we need to be stiffer. That's Haxtell, actually. Just uh, the next two shifts after a goal, but the rest of the period. And so I like that they're talking about season momentum. I know Dave Haxel doesn't like that. He likes determination or whatever his word is. Also, I really do think Dave Haxel just likes, he doesn't like, and I'm the same way, so I respect this. He doesn't like when he feels that someone is, one, misinterpreting what he said or trying to get him to say what he wants them to say, which I definitely respect. If you've ever joined me on playback, I've talked about that. Speaking of playback, it's almost March, and we have some more playback rooms coming in March. Anyway, you need to get back to that checking identity. That's not the terminology that Allison's using in this piece, but we talked about that yesterday. The reason the two Boston games stood out for me, and presumably for Allison, as playoff-esque, air quotes for those listening on audio, esque, around, air quotes around the esque, the playoff-esque games is because we were being aggressive, being aggressive, loved it. Body to body, stick to stick, anticipating, 
taking things away, retrievals, cycling, all of these things that mean you're moving every second, every freaking second of the hockey game. And that's how we need to play. I feel like if the Seattle Kraken took like a quarter of the way that Tanev plays on most every shift, and if he gave just a quarter of Tanev's energy to everyone on the roster, stop it. Stop it. Stop, get at it. Stop it. Speaking of, that's probably why GM Ron Francis told Bob Condor, aha, I told you we'd get to Bob, that he likes what we have. Oh, that's actually not the article that I want us to talk about, but that's another good one. Essentially, belief system talks about it the same thing. Here we go. This is the one. This is the one, also by Bob Condor. I like our team. I like our team, too. I know... I was, my wheels were spinning a little bit yesterday. My wheels were spinning a little bit yesterday. I do like our team. I don't love, I don't love, that's not true. I do love our team. What am I trying to say? I love our team because of how they can play when they are at their peak, when they're playing their best, when they're in the groove. I do think that we have not tapped out at our full potential for this roster. I do like our team. I do love our team. And I think our team can be even better. Now, this article, I really want you to check it out and read it for yourself. I'm not going to go line for line in this one. I did read this one through. And I think, and I was reminded of what I knew to be true when we started this podcast, because Ron Francis has been pretty consistent. There's a balancing act. And I talked about this yesterday. I know I was ranting. I was just, I was a little bit anxious yesterday. I'm a little more calm. I'm a little more zen now. There's a balancing act between striking when the iron is hot and knowing that we are ahead of schedule and staying the course. I still think that there's a little bit of risk that the Seattle Kraken can take. That's my take on it. But I, in Ron, we, we trust. And in this article, which I like, I got and I was reminded of the perspective that the market right now, and again, Ron Francis, he's the numbers guy. I'm not an, I'm not playing with house money here. Um, not even, I can't even, you know, like that's not my, that's not my ministry. But Ron Francis is so intelligent and he's looking at the, the market and he says it's like a rentals market, which again, the article describes beautifully because at first I didn't really understand what, what Ronnie Francis meant. But um, they're using the term rental player, which I'd never heard in hockey before, but um, I would call them like bridge contracts. We've talked about that before on the show. Um, and he feels like there's a lot of bridge contracts rental rental players but where does that leave you in a year or two with the salary cap where does that leave you in a year or two as you're trying to negotiate players that you want to extend versus players that are now in the free agent market and so he doesn't like the renting he wants to own it baby which is weird we're talking about people but I hope you forgive me in understanding that this is we're talking contracts really not people of course, people are attached to the contracts. And again, sports gets messy in that way. But anyway, you, you understand what I'm saying. He wants to um, 
have more, let's say, control and autonomy over the the timeline for players if he's going to be trading for them, which makes total sense. Again, we're in a good place, I think, salary cap-wise, with picks, all of that stuff, and you can't blow all your money because we got to, if you think of it as a business or like finance, right, we need a steady revenue stream. And though we are, again, call it uh, ahead of schedule, call it uh, punching above our weight, we need to show that we can sustain that. And I think that's where my anxiety (laughs) was coming from and has been coming from in the last handful of weeks is because the Seattle Kraken showed that we can be in a playoff race. I still think we've fallen just a smidge short in showing that we can stay the course, that we can um, do that consistently over time, that we can replicate the success and that it's not just lightning in a bottle. So those are my thoughts. Trade deadline standings. Um, let's talk about that coming up, but I highly recommend that you read this article. Again, GM Francis, I like our team. Do you like our team? You know me. I like our team. I love our team. And we can be better. And we will be better. Not just because the players that we have are going to elevate their game to reach the highest level, but we also are going to get players that can help take us to the next level. I saw the comments from yesterday. Yes, we need another leveling up. We were okay with some uh, rental contracts last year. Um, Doesn't sound like Ron Francis wants to do as many of those this year. So I think, and I've said this before, I've said it on the round table. I've said it on Locked on Kraken. I've said it on other podcasts. I really think that off season is our time. And by next trade deadline, I think we'll be in a different position. That's my take on it. Because next trade deadline will be that three-year mark. And since the beginning of this podcast, what have I said? Ron Francis, everything that I get from him is telling me that he has a three- to five-year window to get to the playoffs. We might be, again, ahead of schedule there. But if we exit early, if we don't make the playoffs, I think Ron is okay with that if starting in year three and then going on to year four and five, that once we enter the playoffs, we remain a playoff team. And so, again, that's the now versus later, now, next, later, now, next, later. That's a framework that I use in in somewhere else. Um, The now is okay. The next, I have some questions on. And then the later, I think, is the big picture that has always been fed to us but the now and the next need to be solidified in order for us to, to really be a team that has sustained success in the National Hockey League. Let's talk. All right, folks, this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, I've talked to you about it before. One scoop, eight ounces of water, shake that sucker up, and you are good to go. 75 uh, adaptogens. 
probiotics, all the good gut health, minerals, vitamins, everything that you need. You don't have to spend $100 a day anymore. You can just spend, you know, a cup of coffee worth, uh, uh, you know, a cup of coffee worth a day, $3 or so a day. And that's what it costs for an entire year supply of AG Greens. So I like AG Greens because, again, it makes my morning routine super simple. Being on the road, it's tough sometimes to eat what is comfortable for me or what sparks joy. So knowing that at least I'm getting my nutrition between Athletic Greens and some of the other sponsors, I love that and makes things easy when I'm on the road. So because we love you so much, we are going to give you a one-year free supply of the immunity-boosting vitamin D. It's a little droplet when you place place your first order of Athletic Greens. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com backslash locked on NHL network. That's nhl.com backslash locked on NHL network. We want you to take control over your health with Athletic Greens. Enjoy. Thanks as always for making Locked On Kraken a part of your daily routine. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. And if this show has given you value, whether you're listening on audio, whether you're watching on YouTube, we'd love for you to subscribe. Commenting is always great. And make sure you share the podcast. All right? We've got some great things that are coming up. The trade deadline. All of that thing. All of that stuff. It's a game day. So you're going to want to keep up with that. Okay. We talked about it's a game day. We want to talk standings. Of course, we have to talk standings because right now I, I mentioned that, you know, Boston played last night and we had Vancouver playing and all of this stuff. Uh, you know, we weren't really able to gain any traction yesterday, but let's take a look at what we have right now with the standings. All right. So you can see that, uh, there we go. Full nope, full screen layout. There we go. You can see that the Seattle Kraken are in that second wild card position. I saw in the comments, uh, Striatic was a little bit more concerned with Calgary than Nashville. Now, here's the thing. I kind of would flip that because I wasn't necessarily looking at the trades that they're making, which of course will impact, at least in theory, their record. But Nashville's on a three-game winning streak, baby. As you can see, if I scroll up a little, Nashville is on a three-game winning streak. We're not winning games. So, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about them. But Calgary, again, right on our heels. Seattle's got to – we've got some work to do. We've got some work to do. We're just a smidge behind the Winnipeg Jets. Edmonton has hopped into that top three, that third spot behind Vegas and L.A., but they, too, are on a losing streak, as a matter of fact. Everyone at the top is losing. So Seattle's got to start winning, baby. We've got to start winning. However you slice it, we have to start winning games. And that can happen with St. Louis, who's right behind Nashville and just above Vancouver. We can do that. But, you know, uh, Vancouver got to win. Two OT uh, results for St. Louis. So they're getting points. When we lose, we're not getting any points, and that's not helping us in the standings because, again, the trade deadline, eh, we'll see where we go with that, but we know that we have to win games 
if we want to make that playoff push this season. And I think we can do it. Oh, I am sweating out here, but I love it. We can do it. We can absolutely do it. All right, that's the show. Enjoy the game tonight. Make sure that you take care of yourself. This is self-love, self-care week. We'll talk about everybody else later. But for your love of the Seattle Kraken and the game of hockey, make sure that tonight you hold fast, you stay true, and that you root wherever you're from, wherever you are for the game. Let's root for the Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.